You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 21. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat, it's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. If you have been listening with me from episode number one, thank you so much for coming back. And if this is your first time here listening with me, welcome. I am so grateful that you're here. And I'm going to start off today's episode by saying that I'm going to be I'm going to be honest, I'm going to come right on and say it that I am a control freak. I always have been. I just like doing things my own way. And I also think that my brain is my greatest asset. You know, I was always the star student in school and smart was the most common compliment I always got. And so when I decided I wanted to try to lose weight about 20 years ago, it made logical sense to me that I should do it with my brain. So I went deep into research mode to find the right way to eat. And then I did that. And then when that approach didn't work, I hit the books and I found another way. I truly believed that if I found the right formula, I'd solve my weight problems. And I also just believed that if I could control everything in my world and in my environment, I would lose weight. And of course, that is just a goal that was never going to happen. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago or so that I started reading about the power of mindfulness and awareness. In fact, it started because of a book, ironically. And I remember being in this big bookstore near where I live and seeing this book by John Kabat-Zinn called Wherever You Go, There You Are. Maybe you've heard of it. Anyway, I took a look at this book, but I kind of shrugged it off as being a bit too woo and out there for me. But then later that same week, someone recommended that same book to me. And then a few days after that, it also popped up on my Facebook feed. It was like literally everywhere. And I felt like I couldn't really ignore it. I thought that maybe it was a sign. And that book was literally slapping me in the face. So I went back to the bookstore and I bought the damn book. And that really started my deep study of mindfulness. And mindfulness is now a part of my daily life. And it really taught me that my brain is actually my greatest asset when it comes to weight loss, just not in the way I originally thought, not in the intellectual way, not in the way of facts or collecting information, but in the way of using it to pay attention by using it to cultivate awareness. So I thought I'd talk about the importance of awareness and weight loss on the podcast today. You know, we always talk about the first step of change being awareness and with good reason. You simply can't change what you don't know is happening. So in weight loss, we talk about this all the time, right? We keep food journals so that we become uh, more aware of how and what and when we're eating. And we do journaling when we binge or eat emotionally so we can build some awareness around why we eat. And we pay attention to how our body feels so that we can develop awareness about how different foods affect us. Being aware of all these things allows us to understand where we're, where we're starting from so that we can develop a plan to get us where we want to go. 
But this isn't the only power of awareness. It's also a well-known fact that the very act of observing something changes it. And so the example that's commonly given when you talk about this is measuring the air pressure in a tire. The very act of measurement lets some of the air out of the tire, thus changing it. And so the same is true for us humans, too. When you observe yourself, your physiology actually changes. So maybe think about it this way. Like, have you ever been outside in nature or in an art gallery or some other beautiful environment and just felt an immediate sense of relaxation and peace and calm? Well, that's awareness of your environment, of your surroundings, acting on your physiology. Or if you're like me and you get extremely nervous when you know someone's watching, watching you or evaluating you and you start to feel a bit sweaty and your heart rate goes way up and you get butterflies in your stomach, well, that's the awareness of someone watching you changing your biochemistry. There's just no disputing the fact that awareness changes you, even if that change is subtle. But the good news here is that we can use this superpower of awareness to our advantage when it comes to weight loss. So let's look at what happens when you eat and how slowing down and paying attention to the process of eating, the food you eat, and how your body feels when you eat can actually change your metabolism. So when you first start to eat, you engage with what we call the cephalic phase digestive response. And that word, cephalic, really just refers to the head. And the cephalic phase of digestion really just refers to how we process the smell and the taste and the visual appeal of our meal. And this response is incredibly powerful, right? Like think of a turkey dinner cooking at Thanksgiving, how the aroma just fills up the whole house. Or imagine the smell of Cinnabons in the food court at the mall. Like what happens? For many of us, we start to notice some rumbles in the stomach maybe, or we maybe start to notice some feelings of pleasure and joy, and we probably start to salivate a little bit too. And this response is actually really, really important to our digestion. In fact, it's the chemical receptors in the nose and on the tongue that start the mechanical process of digestion. It causes the body to release all the hormones and the enzymes that are needed for digestion. And this response is actually amplified if you're paying attention to your food. In fact, there are several studies out there that suggest that as much of a third of our digestive response is due to this cephalic phase. So it's super, super important. Now, being aware of your sensations when you're eating really contributes to this process. So if you choose to you know, fall asleep at the plate, so to speak, and you don't register the aromas of your food, for example, or the taste or the visual appeal or even just the enjoyment of the food when you're eating it, then your digestive response isn't quite as strong as it can be. Paying attention to what you eat literally changes your digestion. And they've actually tried to study just how much attention affects digestion. In one study, they had participants drink a mineral drink, and then they measured how much of those minerals was actually absorbed in the small intestine. And so they split the participants into two groups. The first group drank the mineral drink when they were nice and relaxed. And no, no surprise, this group absorbed 100% of the minerals from the drink. 
And then they exposed the participants in the second group to distraction. So they actually had people talk about different topics in each of their ears so that they were distracted. And then the participants drank the mineral drink while this was happening. And then the research did, the researchers did their measurements and they found that the mineral absorption almost completely shut down in the group that were distracted by this conversation. And the shutdown lasted for about an hour after these distracting conversations. So being distracted while consuming the drink literally altered their metabolism. I just find this stuff so incredibly fascinating. And then in another study, they observed university students watching a film. So they measured stomach contractions with electrodes, and then they gave a snack to the students before the film started and noted that they had normal digestive contractions at that time. But then when they ate a snack while they were watching the movie, their digestive contractions dropped rather dramatically. So lower motility in the gut means less efficient digestion. So once again, being distracted when you eat literally affects your metabolism. So if watching a movie or being distracted by a conversation is enough to affect your metabolism, what do you think the effect is when you're constantly eating in front of the TV or at your desk at work or when you're driving, right? It adds up. And likely what's happening is that when you aren't paying attention, you also aren't enjoying your food as much. So you end up eating more so you can just feel satisfied. So this poor digestion coupled with increased food is a recipe for weight gain, not weight loss. So it makes sense that we can only benefit ourselves and our health if we slow the heck down and pay attention when we eat. And in fact, paying attention not only improves your digestion, but it also decreases your appetite. Like, think about this. Have you ever had that experience where you've eaten a huge meal, but you aren't really paying attention? Like, you know, maybe you're out for dinner with friends and you're absorbed in the conversation, or, you know, maybe you're munching on popcorn um, at a movie that you're totally engrossed in. And then at some point you check in and you notice that your stomach feels full, but your mouth still wants more, right? You have this urge to keep eating, even though your stomach is bursting at the seams. Have you ever had that experience? I mean, I'm well acquainted with that experience. Well, the reason why this actually happens comes back again to your cephalic phase digestive response. It turns out that your brain actually needs to experience the pleasure of taste and aromas and the satisfaction of a meal. So when you eat too fast or you fail to notice your food in an appropriate way, your brain interprets that as hunger. It, it gives you signals that you're still hungry. So you literally need to notice your food in order for your brain to send out the signals that you're full. So you can't talk yourself out of hunger when this happens. If your brain doesn't get that experience from the food that it's looking for, it assumes it hasn't eaten and it's going to keep on sending you hunger signals no matter how full your belly is. It really just boils down to this. The less awareness you bring to your meals, the more you'll need to eat and then the more weight you'll gain. So once again, not paying attention to the food you're eating affects your metabolism. And this is also further evidence that overeating is not a willpower issue. It's literally your brain sending you signals that you simply can't ignore. 
So the solution here isn't more willpower. The solution is just slowing the heck down and paying attention when you eat. And if all that isn't interesting enough, here's another fascinating piece of the cephalic phase digestive response, and that's the cephalic phase insulin response. So as you know, insulin is responsible for telling your cells to take up sugar from the food you eat, but it also tells the body to store more fat. So when the cephalic phase of digestion is initiated, it causes your pancreas, your pancreas to release insulin. So when you see food or smell food or even fantasize about food, insulin gets released in preparation for digestion and metabolizing your meal. So digestion quite literally starts in your head. If you've ever said something like, you know, just looking at cake makes me gain weight, <laughs> you weren't exactly far off. And so here's exactly why this can be a problem. If you're always dieting and restricting yourself, like particularly if you're denying yourself the foods you love, then you aren't satisfying the cephalic phase digestive response requirement right? Your brain isn't sensing the pleasure it needs to release your satiety hormones. And so you feel hungry, like all the time hunger. And what happens when you deny yourself foods you love and you feel hungry all the time? Well, you start fantasizing about all those delicious foods you're telling yourself you can't have. And then you'll be producing more insulin than you need and thus storing more fat. And then on top of it all, you'll likely end up binging on your restricted food and consuming more calories than what your body needs, and it's really just a lose-lose situation any way you look at it. And there's actually oodles of studies out there supporting this idea that actually enjoying your food is important. And one of the first studies done in this area actually was the milkshake study, and it confirms just how important your mindset is to your metabolism. So in this study, two groups of people were given the same milkshake to drink, the exact same milkshake. But one group was told it was a low-calorie, sensible diet shake, and the second group was told it was an indulgent, high-calorie, delectable treat. And then the researchers measured their ghrelin levels before and after drinking the shake. Now, ghrelin is known as a hunger hormone. Higher levels of ghrelin mean higher hunger levels. And guess what happened? Well, despite both groups drinking the same milkshake, the group that thought they had the indulgent treat showed much lower levels of ghrelin after drinking the shake. They also enjoyed their shake more, and they felt more satisfied. So it just goes to show how important enjoying your food is. It's literally an issue of mind over matter. Now, the point here isn't necessarily to stop thinking about food. The point I'm trying to make is that sometimes you need to eat the foods you love. And I mean really sitting down and paying attention to the food and enjoying it. If you know that you're going to get what you want from time to time, you won't get caught up in that loop of fantasizing about food and then restricting yourself and then binging. Right, And I know that this may all sound just a little bit counterintuitive to you, because if you've been a lifelong dieter, you've been told time and time again that if you want to lose weight, you have to stop eating the foods that we've labeled as bad or fattening. But restricting yourself in this way is literally going against the biology of your body. 
And your biology has evolved over millions of years. So no amount of willpower or wishful thinking or planning or even dieting is going to outsmart your biology. So the key here is to work with your biology, and that starts with awareness. So check in when you eat rather than check out. You know, be present. Notice your food and notice how you feel when you eat it. Do this even if you're eating Doritos or cupcakes or ice cream or whatever it is that you think you shouldn't be eating. Notice if you have the urge to check out or numb out. And then just gently encourage yourself to slow down and pay attention. You'll find that as you start to slow down and pay attention when you eat, that you naturally start to eat less. You naturally start to feel a little less hungry. And this, my friends, is a beautiful thing. And it's the key to successful weight loss over the long term. And slowing down and really paying attention to what you're eating is a core practice that we teach inside the Nourish Yourself Body and Mind program. In fact, it's really the basis of everything we do because without awareness, you can't hear what your body is trying to tell you. And once you start eating according to what your body really wants, rather than what your brain thinks it needs, you're able to let go and relax around food a little bit more. The cravings and urges dampen down a bit, and then the weight loss starts to happen without a lot of struggle. So if you're interested in learning more about this, head on over to the Ways of Health website and get your name on the wait list for the next round of Nourish Yourself, which is scheduled to start in January 2022. The link will be there in the show notes for you. All right. Thank you so much for listening this week, and I look forward to talking with you again next week. Have a good one, ladies. Bye for now.